This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, November 16, 2009. I'm Caleb Brown. Connecticut Senator Chris Dodd wants to shake up the regulation of financial institutions and services. Among many other things, Dodd wants to close gaps in authority by consolidating bank regulation into one agency. Banks have been able to choose from a few regulators. Mark Calabria, Director of Financial Regulation Studies at the Cato Institute, comments. There's a number of problems he's looking at, one of which is a belief that uh, competition between regulators has led sort of to a race to the bottom where each regulator, bank regulator, would lower their standards of supervision and regulation in order to attract more banks to their charter and, and therefore enlarge their budget and enlarge their own power. So, uh, you know, if you believe that regulators want more power, more budget, and get that by having more entities they regulate – then this does lead to this race at the bottom, and he is envisioning by consolidating regulators into one regulator, he would eliminate that what he sees perverse competition. Also seems like he's trying to solve some sort of information problem. He says that the, a single regulator will do it more efficiently, that there will not be gaps in authority, and that maybe the single regulator will just uh, be able to aggregate information better. Well, I mean, clearly there have been debates – through decades, if not centuries, on to sort of, you know, what's the best way to get information. Uh, I think this is one of actually the core flaws of his approach. Uh, you know, you don't have to go back to Hayek and Mies if you want to see that information comes more readily when it's decentralized, when there are appropriate incentives. So uh, I, I would actually fear that having a consolidated regulator would mean we'd get less information about what's going on in the regulatory arena rather than more. So, uh, you know, he's posited this theory that somehow consolidating it, you know, and it's the same theory we had partly with when we created the Department of Homeland Security, that, you know, you didn't have the CIA and the FBI talking, so all these terrorists slipped through. You know, oddly enough, we still didn't put the CIA and the FBI in the Department of Homeland Security, but, you know, it's the same theory that somehow if we just put everybody together, they'd be able to talk. You know, there's already right now considerable uh, communication that goes on between regulators. Uh, and there's actually a bit of rivalry between regulators. I would say a positive rivalry in a way that some of them, you know, pushes to bring issues to the table when others might not. So part of the issue is not simply getting the information to the regulator, but also getting the information of sort of ongoing and possible threats to Congress. And, you know, I think we're much better served by having a variety of regulators so that different perspectives and information can be brought to bear to the public and to Congress rather than having all that flow through one regulator. It does seem reasonable that maybe the Fed and FDIC should not be involved in certain activities that they have been involved in. And I think there is a strong argument for that. Uh, I think uh, Dodd's bill in some regard goes a little further than I would. Uh, he takes a lot of the power away from FDIC in terms of bank supervision but fundamentally, the job of the FDIC, and we'll set aside you know, the problems that might be inherent in deposit insurance itself, but the job of the FDIC is to, to protect the deposit insurance fund. And like any insurer, you'd want to make sure that those entities that you're insuring are not going out there and taking pretty crazy risks. Under the Dodd scheme, it really works in terms of these banks, they take the risk. If they fail, okay, then they come and get their claim from the from the FDIC. So you're not even really put in the role of allowing them as an insurer to try to mitigate their losses. Now, the FDIC have done a variety of things over the years, in my opinion, that go far beyond 
simply focusing on their role as an insurer. And I think those things should be taken away from the FDIC. But they should have the ability to take actions and to set standards. You know, you wouldn't tell your auto company that they couldn't set standards and who they were going to insure and how they were going to insure it. So you wouldn't want to have your deposit insurer do that either. The Federal Reserve is a much difficult question, a much different question. Uh, The Dodd proposal takes the bank regulatory side out of the Federal Reserve and puts that into his new sort of super regulator. There certainly are some arguments in favor of separating bank supervision from monetary policy into a, in your central bank. I mean, for instance, this is the model that Britain and a number of other countries use where you have one entity, one entity has monetary authority power, the other entity has bank regulatory power. On one hand, that certainly didn't stop you know, Northern Rock and other UK institutions from getting in trouble. So to the extent that, uh, you know, would this have avoided the crisis and would it stop future financial crises? It's highly unlikely because this is a structure that is actually more common around the world than our own structure is, and it hasn't stopped other crises. That said, even if it's not going to stop a crisis, would it improve policymaking? I think in some ways it could. Uh, Having the Federal Reserve focus solely on monetary policy, I would take it a step further and certainly have the Federal Reserve solely focus on price stability. I think their dual mandate of uh, employment and price stability leads them to not do either one very well. But uh, the Dodd Bill doesn't address that. And in some ways, I think the Dodd Bill actually undermines that. Uh, Dodd goes in the direction of having the presidents of the regional banks subject to a Senate confirmation. And part of the rationale given is that, well, you know, you can't have the regulators picking their own regulators, which in a sense, we do have that now with the regional Federal Reserve Banks, where banks are on the board. They're not they're not a majority of the board, but they're on the board and they get to decide who the president of the regional is. And those are the regionals who regulate them. That's a very real issue. Uh, you get rid of it, though, by taking the regulatory authority out of those entities. Dodd has this interesting sort of twist where he gets... He takes away the regulatory authority. So one would therefore believe, why do you now need to have the president subject to Senate confirmation, but then still subjects the Senate's confirmation to regional presidents when all they seem to be doing going forward would be monetary policy. Now, I think that, that would further politicize monetary policy. Uh, I think you'd end up getting much looser monetary policy, more frequent asset bubbles, and more frequent financial crises. So since that's a very big part of it, I think that 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 aspect of it is underappreciated and I think very dangerous uh, precedent to start. How would his plan affect companies that were at the center of the financial crisis bailouts uh, over the past year, uh, Fannie and Freddie and institutions like that? And I would say this is the worst part of his plan. It doesn't change anything for those institutions that were at the center of a crisis. Uh, Freddie and Fannie aren't even part of his plan. Changes nothing in terms of the regulation or structure of Freddie and Fannie. In terms of entities like Bayer or Lehman for investment companies, they're still primarily regulated by the SEC. So it doesn't change the way they're regulated. Uh, so, And of course, none of these entities could have chosen their regulator anyhow. So the whole theory about charter shopping race to the bottom did not apply to Bayer or Lehman or Freddie or Fannie or Merrill Lynch, any of these companies. And for essentially these companies that were the core of the crisis and these companies that have cost the taxpayers so much are not changed at all. 
So, I mean, I think that's a major failing of the plan. Uh, it's a cons- very long, you've got 1,100 pages of legislative text that almost do nothing in terms of resolving the issues that got us into the crisis to begin with. Mark Calabria is Director of Financial Regulation Studies at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at cato.org.